0: Everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here on My Talk 1071 every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 to talk about all the beautiful foods and tasty things that are happening in the Twin Cities.
1: Beautiful foods and tasty things. That's true. Things. Because it's
0: pretty and delicious, as we all know. Um, weather Report. Woo, woo. you have two days people <laughs> pretty great you have two days to sort of start your summer basically oh and
1: did you read there was some like no don't, read it. Troll don't talk about that it. put some summer pod or summer weather forecast the, out that was like
0: yeah the national weather service cold. has sort
1: of decided summer isn't happening that
0: maybe this is gonna be a tough one kids we'll just have
1: perpetual spring. did you hear like
0: 90 days of not summer Of rain. Actually, you know what it is? We are going to become Seattle. And that's just, Seattle's fine. Sure. It's lovely. Just don't put your your, uh, fleeces away is what I'm saying. Uh, I want to take a minute to
1: welcome back one of our sponsors. El Burrito Mercado is back. Your one-stop shop. Woo-woo. Eat, shop, and explore. Yep. In St. Paul, of course, is where they've got a restaurant and the patio, which I'm sure we'll be jumping today. And the bakery and the meat market. And then in Minneapolis, where they've got the cantina, where Friday night, last night, they do karaoke. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's quite the stitch. On Fridays? Yeah. Ooh, you yep. gotta go. They have like a fiesta family Friday, and people do karaoke and... So there is that. So thank you Alberto for being a sponsor for of the show and welcome out. back. They were one of our originals. I
0: was going to say I we had Certics and then we had that Alberto. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to see that they're back. Well, and we love Melissa and her whole family and how much they work hard and how much they you know, they are a venerable Minneapolis and St. Paul restaurant family. Yeah. Like they have been since doing the this. since 1970s. Yeah. I mean it's crazy long and that's 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 important. And you talk about authentic
1: Mexican food and yeah. they do it.
0: Yeah. And uh, I was hanging out with the Broder family this week a little bit. We'll Another
1: talk. great family. And that's the yeah. thing. Like
0: thinking about their past on to their next generations and what they're doing, you know, and what they're excited about. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Cause... A
1: two generation restaurant family like in the United States is pretty cool. Yeah. Three generations. There's a few. Yeah. But we're as a country. We're just not that old. Like no. You go to Italy and it's, oh, yeah. you know, five, six, seven generations seven, yeah. of restaurant tours el burrito too is all run by the women in the family now true so that's pretty cool too.
0: yeah and you can at the south minneapolis restaurant you can uh you can see the feeling of that there's a lot of lady love going on yes there. la madre very very good um so it's it's the holiday weekend it's the long weekend i mean i just i can't even i i'm so overjoyed to have monday off you guys i don't even know what to do with myself basically. what are you gonna do i i think i'm nothing i mean perfect for you because it doesn't happen very all i can do is everything so i'm really excited to say that i um i i mean i'm more excited to finish up here and then i'm going to pop over and see Lori at golden fig and grab some of that mushroom soup and then i am gonna go home and mow my lawn and plant my garden i mean like that's all i'm gonna do for two days we went up to ely last weekend and planted how did you feel? <sighs> you looked like you, you were excited, but I kind of had a feeling that maybe that was going to be harder than you thought.
1: No, the planting was good. Like I felt good about it. It's a big space, yeah. and we don't have our tomatoes or peppers in because the weather was so awful. You can't.
0: You couldn't. No. I mean, I had my basil in this week in the house because I was like, I yeah, still haven't planted it, and we planted it, so we'll see. <laughs> I know, and the like
1: <laughs> and and I just I'm like, well. If we come back in three weeks and these things haven't grown, then we'll know. You yeah. know, it's an experiment. I, I think I got there and I changed my... As I got up there and the leaves weren't even out yet on the birch trees, yeah, I just got like, okay, this is my place. And if it's a cool, unseasonably cold season, then that's what it's going to be here too. And yeah. we're just going to do the best we can and enjoy the space. Yes. And I just settled into... Did you? Not feeling so manic about it. Yes. Good. Managing the expectations is a huge
0: piece of this. Yeah.
1: And just like, well, if something doesn't work, then next time we'll just try something else. This is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to feel like another job. Right. So yeah, I liked it. And I also think my daughter's going to be up there at camp this summer. So she's like, Oh, do I have to go water it? Like, so I kind of like that it's maybe bringing her into it a little bit with yep, us. Absolutely. That feels good to me. and yeah, that Just like, a little touch touch point. Yeah. And that yeah. she'll like maybe come over more than once a week. Yeah. Would be nice. Would be okay. That's good. But boy, there was a night. The first night I was there, Steph. Yeah. I had on literally. Oh,
0: I know. We all saw.
1: Because <laughs> I was just so cold with a hat, yeah. laying in bed, mm-hmm. two blankets, two sweatshirts, Long pants, like these legging things, like I just could not get warm up there. No. It was real cold.
0: Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like, I like a little bite. I mean, I sleep with windows open. Yes. In fact, you know, I like it kind of chill, but there's, that's a little too much. And the <laughs> when little... it feels like winter camping, yeah. that's a problem. 40 degrees, like you could yeah. see your breath. I know. Um, I had a drop-in guest this week, Uh, like in the middle of- Your Dr. Pepper my came. My Dr. Pepper came to visit you guys. That's your college friend, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's my- She's one of my besties and she and I have, um, yeah, she's one of my besties. We've done lots of things together. She and I did the Inca Trail in Peru and you know with a bunch of women and we did a whole bunch of we've just traveled a lot together. We meet in cities. We go to New York, she's in Portland. And then we say, "Okay, well, we used to do it on Mother's Day when both of our babies were, you know, little yeah. enough so that they didn't care about Mother's Day, you know?" Then <laughs> it's like, we're going to take the this. real Mother's we're gonna Day. We're going to take this Mother's back. Day. Yeah. And so we'd go to like Arizona and we go to New York and we've done all sorts of things like that. And uh and visit her sister in New York. It was great. And so it was, I, unfortunately though, with the chaos of life, uh, we haven't been able to take a trip together for like seven years. We haven't hung out. We haven't, you know, I mean, we do the texting and stuff like that, but we haven't seen each other in seven years and I have not met her kids. You know, I met her one kid, her first kid, Cooper, when he was like a butt scooter across the floor, like wasn't crawling, was doing the butt scoot. And so they all, she texted me, she goes, Hey, we're coming in for a layover in Minneapolis. What if we all just stayed at your house? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, of course. So how many did you get? Five people. (laughs) One. She and her husband, Jeff, and then Cooper, Carmen, and Charlie. And they all came over and they landed at like, they were supposed to land at like seven. They landed at eight and they got to my house by like eight thirty. And I was sort of here's where the food part comes in, you guys, like planning a dinner for people like I knew I was going to feed them. And she's like, don't make a big deal. It's not a big deal. But like Jeff doesn't eat mammals. Right? So he's like, I'm like, OK, mammals. Okay, what are mammals That's again? That's a funny way to <laughs> like, say that. Yeah. Like because he eat chicken and fish, but he won't eat pigs and beef. And so then I was like, all right. But then I was thinking, wait, is a chicken a mammal? You know what I mean? Like going through all this stuff and worrying about the protein part part of it. And then I was thinking that her kids were little still. Like in my mind, I was just thinking them as little. Guys, I did not make enough food. Like the number one fear of having. How did that even happen?
1: If you could see my eyes right now.
0: For either of us to not make enough food
1: never happens. It's
0: like you might as well have said I learned how to breathe underwater. Like it doesn't work. It does, I mean I almost, I mean I never I never not plan for enough food. No. In fact, I almost have an embarrassing amount every day. <laughs> and I just oh, I don't know, stop. it was the stress of the week. You know, it's the end of school. I have I've been in the middle of production for the magazine. So I've been writing like a ton and just you guys, it just was, it was horrible. It was a so salad with <laughs> eggs. Like, I hard-boiled a bunch of eggs, and I put it, and I grilled some ramps. It's not like I didn't do stuff, you guys. But I just, I had grilled ramps, hard-boiled eggs, and, uh, and uh, like, big, chunky, beautiful avocados in this big salad. Like, it was a big old plate of salad and then I made quinoa with tomatoes and basil pesto and that was beautiful and then I grilled chicken like three or four pieces of chicken it just wasn't enough and then and then I made this fish and I did the salt crusted fish and we've talked about this before where you make a salt dome with egg whites and salt and you cook it because my theory is that's a great way to do fish always you guys because you cook it for 400 at 400 for like 30 minutes and then it sits there, and it and it's it can't overcook, and it can't, and it is warm. Like no matter what, it's insulated. So then you turn the oven to two hundred, and then you just let it sit. Yep. So like it didn't matter when they got there, the fish was going to be great. I it was like the smallest fish I've ever gotten. I just don't know why I didn't get two of them. Like why didn't I get two sea bass? I got one sea bass. Because like, you made a lot of effort. Oh my god, I made effort. I just didn't change. do enough, and I just realized I sat there and I looked at Jake, who of course I have made to wait to eat with them so he's doing his homework and not eating and I'm like just wait and then all of a sudden I realize it before they get there and before he sits. Before he's looking at me and I'm like oh my god you need to eat a sandwich you can't eat I'm like you need to eat like I need to make you some hot dogs or mac and you're cheese the, or something yeah you're the kid that has to wait till the very we, end we call it the FHB yep. the, the family holdback I'm like you, this is an FHB <laughs> situation code red I'm like I, and I did not eat I did not eat because did she notice you didn't she goes, eat are you gonna have any I'm like oh I snacked the whole night while I was cooking <laughs> you guys, oh my gosh I did not eat, and then when everybody went to bed, finally at midnight, like I made myself a sandwich. It was hilarious. It was it was, it was the worst like badge I've ever. I it was like I got my like fail badge Stuff. on family dining. Just as
1: someone who this is my nightmare is to have people and not have enough food, my heart is aching for you and laughing at the same time. Like
0: the chicken was gone.
1: Just that moment where you realize. Well, and their Cooper, their
0: kid, you know, like who's like a giant, probably teenager. Jake is sixteen and and big, but this kid is probably fourteen, and but he's like boys, muscle, and they're like, oh, Cooper needs to eat something right away, and I was like, oh, let's just sit down. I cracked open like, and I had a big thing of sourdough, and it's like in like three seconds, half that sourdough loaf was gone ah. and i was like oh damn
1: that's it like, this, is, this is and then be that i'm thinking night. like
0: i'm doing the inventory of i'm sitting there of my fridge you know of going like okay well what else could i just quickly whip out some sausage or could i you know and i just i failed and, and of course none of them they were no one was like um they were gracious there was still salad left over and things like that but you could just tell they were not satisfied like they were and of oh, course so they were coming to the food person's house. <laughs> And she failed <laughs> <laughs> them. Oh, I love that story. So anyway, so there you go, much. guys. I just wanted to let you know
1: I am human. That's okay. a fantastic story. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: All right, we're gonna take a quick break, you guys. We come back. We're gonna talk about cocktails. We've got a great whole day of show. Talk Memorial Day stuff. We got some smoke talk, which I'm excited about. The smoker guy. Smoker guy is coming on. You're gonna be like, who is this guy? Who's He's this just guy? a guy. He's a guy. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this gorgeous Sunday, or Saturday. Hi. Hi, It's a long weekend. It's a long weekend, so it feels like it's already, you know, cruising along.
1: I want to be with you on this weekend, but (laughs) I'm leaving out of town today and going to Europe, so I'm like, I'm so bummed that the nice... One nice day, I know, and I'll but I'm just like, okay, this yeah, is what it I, is. Yeah, you're gonna have
0: to whine a little harder I know, about that. No <laughs> one's playing their
1: violin for me as I'm looking at my rhododendrons that are still so
0: tight. I feel like they're yeah. never gonna open. Oh God, I have to go split hostas. I know I do because they are just just jammed in there. Hey, yeah. So tell a little bit about where you're going quickly. Oh yeah, I'm going to. Since I um, took up the entire last segment with my. No, story. I'm going
1: to Paris to start, and then we're getting a houseboat that my husband is captaining on the Canal de Moude, which is in the Basque region of France yeah, apparently yeah. down in wine country so we'll be on that boat for 7 days going through 30 locks
0: a houseboat I know it's just weird did you read that little like uh, the the floating bookstore book you know, in Paris, no, like they, they'd made they took a houseboat and made a bookstore out of it. It was like the floating bookstore. That I don't remember fantastic. what it's called, but it was a fabulous book. But They're, I think about that's in, what I picture when you're to say, well, houseboat. it is
1: kind of like that in this month's food and wine. They had three pages devoted to this region. So I oh, grabbed you're that.
0: Excellent.
1: Yeah. Um. So we'll do that for seven days. Then we will go to Spain and do Barcelona for five days and then come home. Yeah, good. But good. yeah, it should be fun.
0: Okay. Um, Letting you know that uh, there is, we have a caller on the line, so let's just take it. Michael, what's going on, Michael?
2: Hi, so I am going to Stillwater this weekend, um, and tonight I'm looking for somewhere to have a great meal. Um, You know, me and my partner are total foodies. Uh, We like to eat late, too, so like 9 o'clock. So is there anything... You would recommend
1: Stillwater,
0: smart You got this one. would you looked like you had a thing to say? And no. so I was like, oh, I just was like, I know smart knows Stillwater like the back of her hand. I don't know why either, because it's weird that I feel like I've been to Stillwater a lot within the last six months. But I would say I would start with a cocktail at uh, at Feller, which is the restaurant in the hotel Laura, which is nestled up kind of right when you come in down the street. And they have uh they have such I would actually do a crawl if you guys are up for it you know yeah absolutely yeah and I would go I would start at Feller which also has their bar is called the Long Goodbye they have fabulous cocktails there and then I would probably like pop over to Lolo uh, Lolo's American Kitchen and get like some snacks there um, and then uh well okay so there's what used to be called Pearl and the Thief is now called Lolita and it's they're the same owners but it's a Mexican sort of Theory place. Really great tacos, really great margaritas over there. Lots of fun. And then I would actually go one more down the street to Match Stick, which is in the new Hotel Crosby. And they have uh they have a great bourbon sort of situation happening. So many whiskeys you can't even imagine. That's if you want to like tuck into some bigger food too, like some maybe some chops and some really good, you know, meats. And then I would okay. end at there's a place called the Velveteen Speakeasy. And you can find that. You have to Google it. <laughs> right,
2: right, of
3: course.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so there much. You okay, go. have a good time. I knew you'd kill that. Yeah, I just for some reason know still so about it really well right now. Isn't no it weird? <laughs> yeah, I like by the Bloody Marys at No Neck Tonys. I Necktonies. know, they're
1: exceptional.
0: So <laughs> yeah, that's the them. next day when that's you're hungover from yeah. your
1: five visits the day before. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so let's talk about actually a bar crawl of another nature. Because I wanted to talk about a thing that I did this week. Which is I kind of explored some of the new South Minneapolis restaurants that are doing that have finally got their new liquor licenses. I, what I thought was interesting about your article too is you
1: realize that these people weren't built with a bar. This so is, how do you add a bar to a place so, that doesn't have a bar? And
0: this is exactly the point where I wanted to get it across because I feel like people are like, "Oh, I'm sure we can just go and have whatever cocktails we want now." So psyched, and it's like, not really. <laughs> and it's and it's a good thing. Like it's sometimes you know I think limitations and stuff creates a more creative and a better experience when you are sort of have a smaller window. And so what's to know is that on election day this last year, uh, we as a, the city sort of elected to, you know, kind of banish the old liquor law that meant that you could only in a larger commercial space have liquor license and smaller spaces could only have beer and wine. And so now these small restaurants are finally applying and then slowly, receiving liquor licenses. So it's kind of a rolling process. There's like Mm -hmm. 35 in process right now. And some, you know, so places like Terzo have, then they get their liquor license, but you know, they've been there for six years. And like what you were saying, what do you do after six years where everything has its place and you're functioning? They've got a whole wine system. They've got everything in there, you know, how it works. And then you go, okay, now you got to add a whole bunch of bottles of liquor. If you want to do this. And of course they do, because they're making more money this way. But they don't have the space to, like, just have a whole rail. They, and A lot of them don't have the ability to say, like, hey, let's hire an entire team of mixologists to come up with the recipes of this. Mm-hmm. So it's been a bit of a challenge. But I think things like, like Charlie Broder walked us through the Turzo menu. And he, of course, has been saying how he was so just locked in his house from January to April with his kids and his wife. And he was just that whole, like, cabin fever thing. He worked on cocktails. So he really sort of figured out what he wanted to do and what kind of an expression he wanted to make. And so they stuck with Italian cocktails. And that uh, is The Aperol Spritz, probably. Well, he's not doing an Aperol Spritz. He's not? He's not. He has something called a Hugo Spritz, and I think you're going to like it better. Okay, I probably will. Hot take, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> it is, this Hugo Spritz, you guys, was it basically elderflower, prosecco, lemon, and mint. And elderflower, for me, is one of those ones that gets a little sketchy because... It gets Oh, I love it. I know, but it's if you use it too much, it's like you're drinking a bottle of like perfume. Yep. And a lot of somebody in the bar world described its popularity at one point when it came on the market and then that Saint Germain and it went crazy. People started calling it the ketchup of the bar. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god, it's just a big sugar bomb and it wipes out everything. Like that's, that's funny. all you taste." So I love the fact that he's also using a very, a not super sweet Prosecco. So there's this is not like an overly sugary drink. It's so refreshing. I actually want one right now. Okay. So that's one thing. And think about them as far as Amaro's. And think about them as far as, you know, he has a beautiful Boulevardier with rye for your whiskey kind of yeah. thing. And, of course, their Negroni is, you know, excellence. Are we going to have the summer of the Negroni? It's it's already been the summer of the Negroni. It's the second summer of the Negroni. It might be the, yeah, part two. This time it's personal. I think actually the Aperol Spritz is going to have the summer of the moment because it was so discussed in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like people are going to be like, mm, I want to try that.
1: Yeah, so we better.
0: if you move on to that, you can try that at, at Pizza Lola. They have a great Aperol Spritz. And this to me was that essence of like it's well made and it's balanced and it is what it is and it's it's a patio pounder
1: i like people having uh, these cocktails are already pre-made in batches too.
0: Yes. This is smart because of course they can't. So if you pre, if you pre-batch a cocktail, you're making a couple quarts or gallons and you're putting them in bottles and they're sitting in, they can sit like in the cooler mm-hmm. or they can sit in like a little space underneath the bar and then you can just pour it. That way they don't have to hire like a team that knows how to layer and float and do all the things. They can just pour it into your glass. First of all, it's consistent. Second of all, it's fast. Mm-hmm. No there are these are no 40-minute cocktails that you're waiting for. And so Red Wagon of course has done it where they've cleared out for their tap lines and the beer tap lines and so they've put everything on kegged cocktails. I like it. Isn't that a smart idea? Yes. And not only does that, you know, kind of add something to it, but it's you can do Pictures and that's kind of a thing. Like you know, you're pouring from a tap. I would love a picture of Negroni, please. Yes, and they're doing pictures of gin and tonics, and it's like, why not? If you can, if have one for the table, if it's on tap, you can have it. Yes, think of that. I love that idea. I'm thinking of it right think now. Think it, think <laughs> it. Uh, and then also just wanted to run through St. Genevieve, which of course, oh, by I the way, here's the other thing. They're all, these places are saying, we're not going to be like, you can't like come and get a margarita at St. Genevieve. Or like Terzo, he looks across the street at, you know, Tinto Kitchen. He's like, why would I do a margarita here? You know? Right. So like, it, in a weird way, it allows them to not. To, like they have a moment where they are they know their neighborhood, they know their guests, they know that no one's coming for Margarita, so they don't have to buy tequila. They don't have to like take the gamble on it. They yep. know what they can do, they know who the people want. So is Saint Genevieve gonna do champagne drinks? Oh my god, yeah. They are. <laughs> Yum. And they're using all the good champagne. Oh. Their French seventy five has your name written all I can over only it. imagine. Give me a break. And yeah. you can do it with cognac or you can do it with gin. Yum. And it is just a beautiful thing. There I like both, but I'm just I gonna tell gin. you there, I know, I know. They're um they're old fashioned made with Calvados, which is an apple brandy. yep. oh my God. oh my God. it is now my maybe one of my favorite old fashioned expressions. Oh nice. it's so beautiful, it's so elegant, but it still gives you the kick and the power. It doesn't feel like you're wasting your time, but it's not a big heavy whiskey drink. It's a summer old fashioned that I've I mean it's perfect. So there it is. So there's a lot of people who, you know, I didn't get to Tilia. I didn't get to Corner Table. Tiny Diner also has a liquor license, Cafe Aina. All those guys are all now playing with drinks. So give them a, give them a try. Manage your expectations. But maybe plan a lot, uh, South Minneapolis bar crawl. Yes, this that this sounds
1: Because <laughs> you can walk outside do without it. a coat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have some great, we have some fun stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. We'll be right back
1: everybody, welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And the show is brought to you by our friends at El Burrito Mercado. They have the St. Paul location for grocery and dining and patio. And Minneapolis has a nice sidewalk patio and kids eat free on Tuesdays with a paying adult. So that's exciting. Uh, we love Taco Tuesdays. We have a kid in studio today, so I was thinking about that. <laughs> Uh, we are here with Joy Altman and her coworker Tyler Van Epps. And you guys are from a company called Matter. And I still have no idea what you do. No, yeah, So, Joy... <laughs> yes. Well, that's a great leader. Sorry, I, I, know. Love like, I, I love And I researched it. Show kind of, up. But I was like, I still yeah. don't know. Joy has been a longtime listener of the show. She's a friend of the Twin Cities dining scene. And you switched jobs. You yes. used to work at Ever Eve, yeah. And now you're at Matter. So, tell I me am. why Matter matters.
3: Yes. So I have um, this great radio voice. It is just actually great. in with yeah. my radio voice. Low and but, raspy. Um, yeah. Matters, a nonprofit organization here based in the twin cities for about 20 years. Um The, the focus is access to health. We work in um, global space. So we're overseas. We um, basically focus on um, getting medical equipment, supplies, to developing countries that don't have those kinds of things
1: okay so So, a really like important job very
3: very very important super important and then here locally in the twin cities and now we're branching out a little bit more nationwide is a healthy food program so what we believe at matter is that um healthy food for mainly kids when you start young is super important and so what we're really looking to do is to change behaviors and um, influence decisions around healthy eating. So um, our food program really focuses on getting, you know, some of that healthy food into those kids' hands. And
1: how do you do that? Is it through the parents or through the schools or?
2: There's a lot of different ways that we, we really focus on. Um, One of the things that we try and do is trying to identify whether it's people, agencies, organizations in the community that have that influence with kids. Yep. You know, it's, you know, we could go around all day telling kids to eat healthy, but a lot of times it won't mean as much coming from us as it does from an influential person in their life. Whether right. that's a teacher, whether that's a sports coach, whether that's someone else that they see on a on a daily basis. And so whether it's boys and girls clubs, YMCAs, sports teams, schools, that's really the the points that we try and get. Uh, resources, education, materials, content, just things to inspire kids towards healthier eating.
1: And you are doing an event at Mall of America on May 30th. Yes. and Yeah, Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's it's an event we've done for a number of years. This will be the second year that we've hosted it at the mall. Um, It's uh, part of the Summer Harvest for Kids program. And then we've tied in what we call our Matterbox Madness competition. So one of the things... Um, So I've been with Matter almost four years now, and I've seen so many amazing companies here in the Twin Cities just rally to provide resources and opportunity to kids and families. And so we decided a few years ago, why don't we bring a bunch of those companies together? I mean, so often they're competing in their industries, but we get an opportunity to bring them together to compete for good and to really make a difference. So we'll have about 20, 25 companies gathered right in the middle of the rotunda at the mall of America. And they're going to be packing healthy snacks for kids. We do it tournament style brackets and everything.
0: Oh, fun! You know, you mm-hmm. get all these, yeah, you yeah. get all these accounting
2: firms and yeah. lawyers and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you just see a side of them that you would never expect. You know, when you,
1: <laughs> are you prepared for that? Cause you guys have KSTP as yes. one of the teams yes, and KSTP KSTP apparently is team. Elizabeth Reese is going to be packing and, She's yeah. competitive beyond.
2: Yeah. Like, yes. just be oh, prepared. Yes.
1: She will knock well, she you down. She was
2: a little disappointed with the way the KSTP team showed up last year, so <laughs> oh, she's back, I'm sure she was. back. She's gonna with rally a that on. Yeah, back with a vengeance.
3: Yeah, yeah. and the cool thing too that um, KSTP will do during the day, so from ten to three in the rotunda at Mall of America, you can come and pack with um, an on-air. Celebrities, yeah. So all throughout the day, they're going to be packing um, the snack pack meals. And then at night, at well, later in the afternoon at 3 is when the Matterbox Madness starts. So you can come anytime during Mall of America and, and see a lot of really good being done.
1: And what you're doing is packing a snack pack. What's inside a yeah, snack pack? Yeah, so
3: the snack pack that we have that we put together is um, something that we partnered with dietitians and some people, obviously professionals in their field that helped us kind of zero in on what would be you know, acceptable, interesting, um, but also good for them. So um, we have a soy nut butter because obviously you can't have peanuts in schools and kids. So we, we do a soy butter and then we do a larger, um, I think it's 4.1 ounces of the unsweetened applesauce. It qualifies as one fruit serving. So instead of those smaller pouches, yep. ours are a little bit bigger. And then you'll see our snack packs kind of um, fluctuate between an oat and honey bar or a wheat thin. And so <clears throat> while it's not, quote unquote, a full meal, right. it definitely is something because in the summertime, so many kids lose that access to lunches and breakfast when they're at school. So this snack pack um, goes to camps and summer programs okay. that supplement all across the Twin Cities.
1: Yeah, because a lot of kids mm-hmm. that are, uh, we'll call them latchkey kids or kids yeah. that have yep. working parents. Yep. They're alone a lot in the summer, and they're going to rec centers, and they don't necessarily have like the wherewithal to put together like a lunch, right? Right. They're just eating, you know, bread and peanut butter and whatever else. Yeah, and the
3: snack pack box that um is that you guys can see today, four of these little meals fit in there, so it's great. It can fit in a, a backpack, so a lot of times at camps, especially on Fridays, that's what they can get. To to go home home for the weekend. weekend. so nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one big piece with our snack packs is our connection piece. So our company, our organization is called Matter. And so the You Matter Note Mm -hmm. is tucked in every single um, product that we, uh, every single snack pack that we give out to kids and anyone who gets it. So it's a connection piece and people that are packing the meals actually write the note. So it's just a couple words of inspiration, something that you'd like to see, you know, and hear on a daily basis that maybe kids don't get. Yeah. Um, So we also brought you matter notes for you guys. Oh, Oh, I like it. There's just a great connection piece to anybody in your life.
1: There is a link on our Facebook page um, for if you want to donate through KSTP, help their team, or if you want to join and uh, help pack snacks. You can find them there. Um, fun to do it at the Mall of America, too, because yeah. you get a lot of exposure of families and kids in the mall space. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Are there other things that you're working on throughout the summer that you need help with, or is it really the Snack Pack initiative?
2: That is is one of the bigger okay. things. I mean, when we see just some of the needs represented in the community during the summer, <laughs> when kids are out of school, that access to healthy food becomes a major challenge. And like you said, they, you know, bread and peanut butter or their, you know, Doritos, hot Cheetos or yep. something like that. Oh. They go to what's easy. I they go to what they're that, familiar yeah, with. The <laughs> bread and, peanut and butter actually upgrade of what, what
0: I think that most of them are eating, you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that, for sure. that
2: really is one of our big focus areas during the summer. We, we use these in a lot of uh, sports camps too. So we partner with organizations that host free sports camps yep. for kids. And so it's just a really good synergy to talk about fitness and nutrition side by side. And that's really one of the goals is that every time a person gets, whether it's one of our meal kits or one of our snack packs, that we're really reinforcing that with a positive message. That's where the You Matter note comes in. Mm -hmm. If people don't know that they matter, that they're valuable, they're not going to take their health very seriously. They're not going to take their nutrition very seriously. So that's really every time a kid interacts with one of these, they're getting that positive message reinforced. It's kind of
1: a weird thing too, because you probably, I think a lot of people don't think about their health in the context of your overall life until you have a health scare or you may right. be right. an older right. individual. Yep. So I do like this idea. Like my daughter, she's 20, and I'm like, when are you going like, to get your health stuff together? She's yeah. like, probably after college. <laughs>
0: like, no! like It yeah. impacts well, so much how you feel. It's
2: too late at that point So yeah. in some cases.
0: You know, one of the things also, though, we always talk about like helping kids and everything else. But one of the things that you guys do that has impacted our kids is, you know, we have a very, you know, I, my kid goes to an affluent school where there's not mm. a lot of talk of, you know, yeah. hunger yeah. and everything else in there. But they're the ones who are organizing the drives. Yes. They're the ones who are. Yeah. I want them to understand. And exactly. they went and ca- they came to the organization and did the tour where yeah, cool. you saw like they talked about like how women in India need to walk you know, miles and miles for water. And there are these pictures and it's this really interesting, immersive tour mm. to sort of show, are you still doing that? Or is that a thing that you was maybe
2: we're kind of recreating it. Okay. We had some, we've done some um, renovations yeah. at our space or so in the process of kind of recreating that because tour.
0: that was really impactful. And mm-hmm. I thought these kids who are, you know, sort of stuck in their little white suburbia you know, sometimes like getting yeah. their mind into a different headspace so that they can be an agent of change. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. and then having the discussion afterwards, it was really opening to watch their opinions and hear what they had to say and think because you guys were asking the questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is as much valuable resource for the future as feeding hungry kids. The right. world is a big place. It but- is. And I want mine to make the change. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And to recognize yeah.
1: How interconnected it is, even though like you don't maybe get to go to India, but it is pretty interconnected at the end of the day. And
3: I think, too, locally, the thing that, you know, we compete with being in the food space as a nonprofit. um, There are great, obviously, organizations that deal with hunger and hunger relief. We're just taking it a little step further. So kind of beyond that hunger. So um, when you have the choice to choose your food and healthy food, what are you choosing um, so exposure to that, and we've we've partnered with um, Broken Park and Boston Scientific to get some food um, cooking classes in an after school program there, and that's another step that we're taking to kind of immerse ourselves in those younger kids and cooking.
0: Yeah, I love it.
3: Perfect.
1: It is Matter. You can find information <laughs> about them on our website. It is the Matter Box snack pack. You can pack May thirtieth is the date. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us, Thanks, ladies. Guys.
2: Thank you.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So give us a call, 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. Or you can give us a little, send us a little note at the old at Steph March or at Stephanie's Dish and uh, on the Twitters or however you want to reach us. There's um, a few here. All right, go ahead. This pick one's first from one
1: from Brady. She says, I need recommendations. I'm looking for a place to go to celebrate my very youthful 80-year-old aunt's birthday. Group of 8 to 10. Age range from 30 to 87. Want semi-private space. Not so noisy. We want to be able to talk. uh, Minneapolis, St. Louis Park, and Golden Valley. Or Minnetonka or Wayzata. Uh,
0: (laughs) So Western subs, it looks like. Kind of. Yeah. Minneapolis, West. Eight to 10 people, okay, we're ages 30 to 87, semi private space, not so noisy, that, but so that we can talk, okay. Um, I the hard part is that I don't really under okay very youthful eighty year old adults birthday so you don't want it to be I, I like, picked two places okay what do you
1: got I got the Monte Carlo because they have a little room in the back and there's parking right there yeah because I think with eighty year olds you kind of need to think about parking that's what I was gonna say yeah my other option was the Nicollet Island Inn because they have lots of rooms that f- seat anywhere from like ten to fifteen and the building is old enough that there's really good acoustics so you can hear and that is important when you're dining with
0: uh 80 year old folks okay this is going to be maybe a reach but if since it's special and they're 80 years old and i mean it's eight to ten people i would say uh i would say go to belcor in wyzetta i mean it's very special and it's you know it's it's a one level restaurant there's parking everywhere and they take care of you like none other and it's It's this beautiful French food. You could do a brunch there if you didn't want it to be like a big dinner. But I mean, it's they have like lovely little areas where they put tables together all the Uh time. And it's not so it's semi private, but it is a place where you can absolutely always hear each other talk. I love that. Yeah, that's a very special place to go. Six five one
1: six four one one zero seven one. If you want to ask us a question, we would love to take your call live on air.
0: I'd also say the dough room. Just I wanted to throw that out there. The dough room is has a has a little semi private room in the back in Wayzata, and they have you know beautiful pastas, and they have kind of a nice elegant feel to the place, so that it's but it's not stuffy. So it's, yeah, so it's a little bit upscale, but still casual feel. I like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Okay, we also have uh, a question about going to the First Avenue exhibit at the Minnesota History Center on Sunday. I would like to go out for drinks after. I would like someplace close. Any suggestions? All right, so
1: Mm -hmm. this is kind of in my hood. Uh, That's your hood. The Minnesota History Center is on like an island unto itself.
0: It is, there is nowhere really like walking
1: distance. So it's
0: awkwardly positioned in between highways and busy roads. Yes. So
1: you're going to have to get in your car, but I would recommend either the parlor bar on West 7th. Yeah. Great cocktails. The boozy shakes are always fun or to go to the new Fitzgerald's, the new Fitz. Um, They've got deep dish and pizza up this, up the hill. Yeah. Actually, if you had, yeah,
0: that's kind of fun to be able to just head toward the cathedral and then go down, uh, Dale, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Dale. And then all of a sudden and you've got W.A. Frost, you've got the Fitz, you've got all sorts of
1: stuff. And if it's a nice day and you've been inside the museum, Moscow on the Hill has a very beautiful patio in the back. It's small, but it's cute. It's cute. They give you blankets. If you're yeah. if it's chilly, they have over 80 infused vodkas. That's a fun spot for a nice lunch, as well as La Grola, which is also on Selby they have a beautiful outdoor patio that's an italian spot that's real cozy
0: yeah that's well and that whole area i mean then you can pop down even farther if you a little bit farther and hit revival you know yes. if you want to mm-hmm. and there's so many good things there that's for sure uh okay so we have another question about you want to read that one or that was sure lot. <laughs> this is a long one yeah maybe part do parts of this one
1: okay so they were asking if I'm going to document my summer of sauces. Mm-hmm. And yes, I am. I actually have two sauces up on stephaniesdish.com. I did a, a saucy recipe last weekend. Um, have either of you heard of Chef Todd Moore? I listened to one of his online web cooking classes, and he has an online cooking class series, Lifetime Membership, that you can buy into. I don't know that I'd buy into a lifetime membership of anything, nope. but I would buy classes online. She was 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 wondering if it was worth it. She's never taken any formal cooking classes. I think those online classes are great. Yeah. Um, Zoe Francois, our friend uh, from Zoe Bakes, has some online cooking classes. She's got a cheesecake class. I'm, I'm dubious about lifetime memberships of anything, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um. But if you can find a subject matter that you think is worthwhile, I know there's a lot of cooking classes on like knife skills. Yeah.
0: yeah why not? Well, I mean, and they're saying that it, absolutely this is the YouTube generation. I mean, like this is we are in the time of online video instruction yeah and it's how my daughter learns everything yeah there's there, I actually sat through a Gen Z you know sort of uh seminar the other day with our CRMA stuff and they basically you know David Stillman who's a local guy who is like one of the top generational experts in the country and he talks a lot about Gen Z and he has a book out um a couple books out but he talked about uh the fact that this is the DIY generation who, you know, but I mean, this is also the way our culture is moving toward if you want to know something, you just go to a video like you can learn to cook. You can learn to change your tire. You can learn to, yeah. you know, grout your shower. All you have to do is have that resource. And I think that's trend is not going anywhere. It's only going to continue to be cultivated. So I think we're going to see more and more better Online cooking series keep going. And My I think- daughter
1: makes like homemade dumplings. She's made bagels at home. She made those macaroons, the French macaroons, yeah. this winter. Like she- they watch
0: videos and then they do they the do stuff. It.
1: Like it would never occur to me to watch a video to cook something. Really, never. I
0: will say I have done that when I was doing that turkey leg roulade for Thanksgiving, and yep. I was like, for some reason, I was using the print, you know, Bon Appetit, and I remember it was Food and Wine or Bon Appetit, the magazine. It was a horrible horrible printed instructions they didn't even talk about the feather bones which are like basically your barrier to doing anything good in a turkey leg and so I was like I have to go online I had to go look up on video I totally went to go look up how to do this online and then I also looked on how to replace my own side view mirror like these are the things like I absolutely believe that YouTube is the source of all things I really do that six five one six four one one
1: oh seven one. If Everybody's, you're not calling, it's fine because it means outside. you're outside yeah. and hopefully having a blast Driving and you'll around. listen online later and yeah. we're fine with that as long as you are <laughs> now, you're, now you're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we have a podcast that you can listen to. So if you ever miss a minute, you can go to uh, Podcast One and find the podcast or iTunes yeah. and We did a a second helping at Valley Fair and did a new food promo. We did Keg and Case last week. So check it out.
0: Check it out. All right, you guys, well, stay tuned. We've got a great show coming up for the second hour. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish, brought to you by El Burrito Mercado.